Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 168, Intelligent Cooling Systems. Uh, this one's going to be kind of interesting. It's really going to talk about the uh, kind of history of the cooling system on engines and, uh, you know, what advancements have been made and, and where we are today. And they certainly are, because they're electronically controlled now, they certainly are a lot smarter than what they used to be. And so uh, this is an article I'm going to be reading from. It's from a trade magazine called Underhood Service. The uh, author is Andrew Markell. And uh, he's a good technical writer. This is uh, from a magazine that's written for technicians, but, you know, don't let that scare you away. Uh, it is written in, you know, it's written for technicians, but it's it's pretty easy to understand. He doesn't get real technical. And, you know, the reason I'm doing this one is I think it's worthwhile to help you to understand kind of more about the cooling system on your car and uh, kind of what technicians may have to go through when they're trying to diagnose different issues on the car. So... Hopefully you'll find it interesting. Uh, usual commercials. If you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. And if you want to check out the main pod, uh, podcast website, it's on podbean.com under Brad's Motorworks. And uh, if you check out the main page there, upper right-hand corner, you'll see a Become a Patron. If you click on that, you have the opportunity to subscribe to the uh, podcast. I'm asking for $5 a month. You can do less, you can do more. Totally up to you. And uh, you can do it for just one month and, and uh, stop at that point, or you could have it ongoing, continuing. It helps pay for the cost of the bot- podcast and uh, future training and stuff. And more importantly, I've taken about 12 to 15 podcasts that I've done in the past, and I've made them only available through the subscription. Uh, if you, you know, check on that and you do subscribe, uh, these podcasts are opened up to you. Uh, the reason I pick these particular ones is because if you apply, you know, what I talk about in those podcasts, you could save thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars off your automotive, uh, ownership and driving, uh, career, so to speak. So there's definitely some advantage there is by, uh, by subscribing and checking out those podcasts. So... So, again, this is called Intelligent Cooling Systems, or Smart Thermostats and Pumps are Adding a New Wrinkle to Diagnostics. Ooh. So, anyway, here we go. A conventional thermostat and water pump are similar to a carburetor and mechanical fuel pump in one regard. They can only respond to change, not be proactive in their engine management. A carburetor and mechanical pump can only respond to throttle and engine speed and vacuum signals. Like the carburetor, a conventional thermostat and water pump can only react to changes in temperature. With engines increasing in performance in terms of compression ratio and combustion temperatures, cooling systems needed to enter the fuel injection age. What is replacing the conventional water pump and thermostat are electronic thermostats and electric water pumps. Thermostats. An electronic thermostat can preemptively control the temperature the same way the fuel ingest injection system can control the stoichiometric ratio. By, e- by being able to control the temperature of the coolant, the engine management system can optimize engine performance for leaner combustion events. 
These new electronic thermostats can also help prevent extreme heating conditions because they can be opened when certain conditions are detected. Factors like engine load, ambient temperature, engine RPM, and ignition time can influence the position of the thermostat. These inputs can be reconfigured, or excuse me, these inputs can be configured into a map that can optimize engine performance. This means that the thermostat can have a completely different setting position when the vehicle is cruising along versus doing a wide open throttle launch. Failure mode. Most thermostats use wax inside a brass chamber that expands when it is heated. When it expands, it pushes on a pin or piston that is connected to the plate and spring. Movement of the plate allows coolant to flow from the bypass coolant circuit to the circuit that has the radiator. This system has been in operation since the 1950s. For the wax to work and the thermostat to open, several things must happen. First, the brass chamber that contains the wax must be submerged in the coolant. Air does not transfer heat like coolant does. This requires that all the air is bled from the system. This is also why most thermostats have jiggle pins that allow a small amount of coolant and air bubbles to pass so the wax is submerged. Second, for the engine to warm up uniformly, coolant must freely circulate past the wax pallet. To accomplish this, most engines have a coolant bypass between the water pump and the intake manifold to allow coolant to circulate with the thermostat closed. In some cases, manufacturers may use the vehicle heater hoses and heater cord to circulate water through the engine block with the thermostat closed. Some electrically controlled thermostats use a heater coil surrounding the wax capsule to control the temperature of the expanding wax, but some systems are using stepper motors to, for or plungers to control coolant flow. Overheating can damage the wax in the thermostat. This is why it is always a good practice to replace the thermostat on a vehicle after it was overheated. This is also true on electronic thermostats because the overheating could damage the heating coils. Most thermostats are designed to fail in the open position. This prevents catastrophic overheating, but also means that the engine will have a more extended warm-up period, which will inadvertently damage the engine. In the case of the electronically controlled thermostat, the engine management system will recognize this failure and set a code due to the inability to change the coolant temperature. Both types of thermostats can suffer mechanical damage that prevents them from closing and opening. This can include damage to the springs and straps on the body of the thermostat. <clears throat> also, debris and corrosion can prevent a thermostat from working. With electric valves and plungers, the components can fail over time and be damaged by worn out or contaminated coolant. When the heater or driver circuit fails on an electronically controlled thermostat, the thermostat becomes a conventional thermostat and will not cause the engine to overheat. Electronic valves are designed to fail or reset into an open position. However, the engine will know it has failed and will set a code because actuation of the thermostat does not generate the expected result or the module detects a problem with the circuit. Identification. The majority of vehicles with electronically controlled thermostat have a thermostat module housing or unit. On the side of the thermostat housing there will be a connector that you might assume is a temperature sensor. Like a coolant temperature sensor it will have a two-wire connector but it is usually a much more versatile component. One wire will be a ground and the other will supply voltage to the heating coil. 
The voltage to the coil will be regulated by the engine management system. Some systems will turn the voltage on or off as needed. Some systems will use a pulse width modulated signal to control the temperature like a heater or an oxygen sensor. With the average electronically controlled thermostat module costing more than $130, it is critical to test the component and circuit before installing a new part. The first component to check is the circuit. If, if the system has a code for an open or short in the circuit, clear the code. If the code comes back immediately, you have confirmed the problem unless the problem is in the heater coil or the circuit on the vehicle. You can determine if the coil is bad by measuring the resistance in the component. If it is open, the heating coil is damaged. If it is not open, measure the resistance and check the specification in the service information. You can also use an amp clamp to determine if the engine management system is sending voltage to the component. These systems can either be ground or positive voltage switched. You can also see the switching if you have a scan tool that can watch the data. Some scan tools can even bidirectionally control the, he the heater circuit. Electric water pumps. If a water pump is driven by a belt, it has several inherent disadvantages. First, the speed of the pump is controlled by the engine. When the engine is idling, the pump is turning slowly and not moving much coolant. If the engine is operating at higher speed, the pump is moving a greater volume of coolant. This can cause overcooling all of, wait a minute, let's start over. This can cause overcooling of the engine and if the pump spins too fast, the coolant can actually tack cavitate. An electric water pump can solve these problems and it can improve cold start emissions. Electric water pumps are not new technology. Many luxury vehicles and, a and diesel vehicles have used auxiliary water pumps for years to control the flow of coolant through the heater. The next generation of electric coolant pumps control the flow in the block and head. The control of the electric water pump depends on more than just temperature sensors. The speed of the pump also depends on how rich or lean the engine is running. With engines running leaner for fuel mixtures, the temperature of the heat and cylinder Excuse me. The temperatures of the head and cylinder can rapidly increase and even develop hot spots that lead to detonation and pre-ignition. An electric pump can quickly cool the combustion chamber instead of waiting for a thermostat to open. If a vehicle has greater control over the engine cooling system by using an intelligent thermostat and pump, it means that the cooling system needs less coolant and a smaller radiator. The advantages are reduced warm-up times and better aerodynamics. Some manufacturers have even taken the next step with active grill shutters, but that is a topic for another article. So BMW does use active shutters on some cars, on some of the uh, on some of the models. It varies from model to model, and obviously it's up to the manufacturer whether it has active shutters. That's controlling the amount of airflow going into the radiator area. So. Hopefully you found that one kind of interesting. Again, a quick kind of overview of what's going on with the with intelligent cooling systems. There's just another, you know, technology marches on. Here we are. So I hope you found it interesting. Uh, again, a quick commercial, or if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, by all means, check out the podcast website on podbean.com. Look up under Brad's Motorworks and uh go from there appreciate your time appreciate you listening i hope you got something out of it uh have a great day and a fantastic tomorrow thank you thank you for listening to this episode 
It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.